Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what we want. I'm your host, Kayleen Seuss. My intention is to offer deep breaths, high vibes, and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. Let's get to it. Hello, friends. Thank you so much, as always, for being here today. I'm really excited to spend some time with you and talk about a topic that came to me through a listener request. Kelsey Wharton asked about how I'm making plans when the future is so uncertain. And I can really resonate with this question and I also have a lot of thoughts about this topic so I'm eager to dive into it and share what I've been thinking about what I've been working through and just offer up some ideas and some maybe new ways of looking at things and just food for thought so here we go. Okay. (laughs) The first thing I want to say about this idea of making plans when the future is uncertain is that life is unpredictable. And I think it's so comforting and cozy to think that life unfolds in predictable ways. Last week, we talked about on the podcast how so many of us operate on this track from the moment that we're born that we you know learn to walk and then we grow and then we go to school and then we you know go to college and get married and have babies we talked about that last week so i'm not going to belabor the topic again but there's this idea that since we're on this path and and so many people live unconventional lives that don't necessarily track that by choice or by circumstance or by privilege or opportunity, right? There's a lot of different reasons why you may or may not be on that track, so to speak. But I think generally speaking, our human nature wants to find comfort in knowing what tomorrow will hold or imagining what tomorrow will hold. When we look back on our lives, when we when we turn around and look to our past and examine our past, I think it's it's easy to make sense of how things have flowed. It's easy to paint a picture and a story of, oh, well, I for me personally like I moved to San Francisco for a job right out of college, but then six months later moved all the way across the country to Raleigh, North Carolina, which is where I met my husband. I would have never met Adam had I stayed in California. But in the in the moment, through that time, it felt extremely unpredictable. It felt very strange. It felt exciting and different, but it was... Uh, not the path that I had predicted or thought that I put myself on. So I think that looking back, it's easy to assume or feel that life is predictable and there's a comfort in that. And when you look back on life, you can almost always get the sense of like, well, it always works out, right? Like, 
if you're in a place right now where you're feeling some level of appreciation and comfort for where you are, then when you look back, you're just like, oh, well, this happened because of this, this led to that. But in the moment when we are looking forward, especially right now, the future feels really uncertain, but it's always uncertain. We have no idea what will happen from one moment to the next. And there is, I think, from like an evolutionary standpoint, like a huge amount of fear that comes with that knowing. And so for the most part, I don't necessarily think that we can operate with that in the forefront of our mind. Like if all we ever did is walk through our life thinking, well, I don't know what could happen next and I don't know what could happen next, especially if that thought is tied to fear, then I think it's that's like a really challenging place to live from but if you feel like well I don't know what could happen next and you feel like an excitement or joy about that that's a whole different thing I feel like given the current state of our country and our world and just how 2020 has unfolded for the collective you know we have a lot going on right now there's a lot on our plate and so many people even if you are, you know, living in a relatively comfortable existence, you're still juggling and dealing with a different experience than what you imagined when you were thinking about how 2020 might be. You know, there's like all of these memes popping up on Instagram right now about like it has um, all of the faces of like January from December and like in January, you're all like clean cut and looking pretty. And by December, you're like a haggard disaster. I mean, I don't necessarily think that that has to be the case, but I understand why that's funny. And I feel a lot of compassion and understanding for this sense that in the face of COVID, in the face of injustices, of black people and people of color and minorities like all of this is coming to the forefront it's we're getting shaken up in a way that we haven't in a little while we've been comfortable I guess and maybe just even a little bit sleepy and unacknowledging of some things and so now nothing feels predictable right like it is extremely uncomfortable and at the same time A lot of people, and I'm talking about myself here, are like staying at home and uh, wearing pajamas and like not having to do a whole lot besides work and take care of their families. Like it's an interesting contrast. Um, And for me personally, what I've been trying to do is live in the and and hold compassion for the parts of me that are like really grieving and missing the life that I used to have and also just appreciating so much of what I have because it's really nice to have some of that stuff taken off my plate so that I can can be present and do things like this you know like I have really loved being on this podcast and sharing with you and being able to talk about some of these topics so 
Nothing is predictable in life, but I agree with the sentiment that like it feels extremely unpredictable and and maybe like a little bit scary and um, a little less like exciting what's around the corner and more like, ooh, what's around the corner? Like that same sentiment with two different feelings, it's pretty different. So that's one thing to keep in mind when thinking about this topic of plans is that you can hold a sense of excitement and um, joy for the unpredictable or you can have a sense of like fear but either way we don't know what's around the corner so okay let's talk about what are plans like what does it even mean to plan so in general my concept of what a plan is is thinking about the future thinking about what's next and really just walking through that piece by piece. And so plans can be really simplistic and tactical, but goals are also plans. In my mind, when I was a young person, one of my biggest plans, my biggest dreams was to be an Olympic athlete. And I did not make it to that destination. I didn't follow through with that entire plan, but so many steps led to that. And every day I went to swim practice. That was part of my everyday plan, you know, and in my swim practice, my coach had plans for what our workouts were. And so, so much of our lives is about making plans, I think, even if you're like the most flowy person in the world, there is an instance between the decision to do something and when you do it, and that's the plan. So much of life doesn't go the way that we planned it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. Like my dreams to be an Olympic athlete led to me swimming in college and being able to earn a college scholarship. That's something that without that plan, I don't know if I would have achieved it. Maybe, maybe not. There's no way to know. Another plan of mine that did not go the way I had thought was selecting my major in college. I'm sure many of you can relate to that because so many of us end up in lives that aren't aligned with our college major, but they do act as a stepping stone in one way or another towards where we head to the future. Another good example of plans that I think a lot of you who are listening, if you are mothers, might relate to is a birth plan. I remember when I was pregnant with my first Owen, there was this class that I was in with all these expectant couples and we were encouraged by our doulas to create a birth plan. But then as soon as they introduced this idea of creating a birth plan, they also immediately educated us on how we shouldn't hold on too tightly to our birth plan, that things would happen during labor and during birthing that we might not imagine or that might not go according to plan. There's just a lot of different variables and whether you have a home birth or a hospital birth or something in between, there's so many things that can happen. And it's not just the mother who is in this birthing situation, right? It's also up to the baby. And so they taught us how to make birth plans and then they also told us like, but don't don't hold that too tightly. You have to be flexible or if you don't have to do anything, I guess, but being flexible will make your birthing experience a lot more 
enjoyable, if you can call it that. So, of course, my birth did not go as I imagined, but, and this might be a topic for another episode, (laughs) I wrote about it um, on my birth story about my son, so I'll include that link to (laughs) the article in my show notes, but my birth actually went so according to plan, like, to a T. I really did manifest my birth, but I didn't feel at the other side of my birth when my son was in my arms. I still didn't feel the way that I thought I wanted to feel after birth. There were so many things that happened that I was like, wait a second, I didn't really know it was going to go like that. Like I had a really fast birth and a really fast labor. And so it, it really kind of was like being on a freight train. Like it just happened so quickly. And but when I looked back on my birth plan and on my the notes and intentions, the journal entries that I had written about my birth, what I hoped it would be, they were to a T. It's just that I didn't even know when I was making that plan, I didn't even know what birth would totally entail. So my plan was a solid plan. But when you're making plans, you don't know how each second is going to unfold. So you don't even know how you really want it to be. And I think that's one of the reasons why, and I'm using this as an analogy and as an example, that I think that's how we can get us in ourselves into situations where we end up with what we thought we wanted and then realize maybe that's not what we wanted. So... That's an example of things being uncertain, even when we don't know that they're uncertain, right? Like my birth happened pretty much in a a very basic way, but it was still a whole new experience for me. And um, my second birth was, I had been there, done that, it went really similarly, and I found a lot of comfort and healing from that experience because it put my first birth into context. And so I think that's another example of how when we look back at life, things can make a lot more sense and feel a lot more certain, a lot more comfortable because we're looking back at it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So those are some like big plans and some examples of how when we're thinking about the future of our life, which I can imagine, I can only imagine if I were 18 or 22 years old right now, like what you had always thought things would be like are definitely different right now in the face of COVID and all that's happening in the world. And at the same time, what is your only, your only option is to roll with it. And so I think in terms of making plans, one of my ideas is that you plan with a gentle grip, right? You can plan to the level of your comfort. And some people are big planners and some people are little planners. I have a friend, Kelsey, who just shared on Instagram that she has the, today she has planned out by 30 minutes exactly what she's going to get done because she has childcare and so she just wants to crush the day and that brings her so much joy because that's really in alignment with who she is at the core of her essence she loves a solid plan and other people just kind of like to let the muse guide them and you know have a more flowy existence and to be honest Kelsey is one of the flowiest people that I know so she is able to flow within her plan so I think 
think first when you're making plans, know thyself, right? Like really identify what kind of person I am, how do plans make me feel? Do plans light me up or do they give me a sense of dread? Like I imagine Kelsey when she's looking around the corner and knowing that she doesn't know what's around the corner, she probably holds a lightness in her heart. Whereas some people who prefer to have looser plans or no plans at all might have that sense of dread. So that's one thing. Really know yourself and understand like what kind of planner are you? And then within that, invite a sense of flexibility encourage yourself and your spirit to be open to what might come and one of the things in birth and in life in manifesting and just in my everyday operation i really try to lean on this idea that things can turn out better than i ever imagined that i'm limited by my human imagination and that my soul my spirit my inner wisdom has a much bigger dream and vision for what's possible than than my like limited human mind can right now so when it comes to planning i like planning <laughs> but i also really do like this idea of being open to magic and possibility and guidance beyond my vision. There's also like really itty bitty tactical everyday plans. And I like to not just talk about like the big esoteric ideas, but also like, but okay, how do you live your everyday life? So on a tactical everyday existence, I like planning out my work days in a general sense. I mean, here's how it is right now. I like the podcast to air on Thursdays. Is it like an absolute necessity that I have a new episode out every Thursday? No, like nothing bad is going to happen if there isn't a new one to drop on Thursdays. But I've promised that to you. I've promised that to myself. It feels really aligned and good to have new episodes drop. So I know that I have to have an episode recorded and delivered to my editor by a certain time. So like in my work week, I know I want to get that done. I also know that right now I'm really loving the newsletters. If you're not subscribed, go over to celebratecultivate.com and subscribe to the newsletter. So if I haven't written the newsletter by Friday, like that's something I'm going to do on Friday. So there's these like loose guardrails of things that I are on my plan for the week. But generally speaking, one of the things that's been really aligning for me is at the end of my day, thinking about three things that I want to get done for the next day and writing that down on a post-it. I shared in a recent episode seven ideas for finding flow during your work week, and some of these concepts, you know, flow into that. So definitely check out that episode if you haven't listened to it yet, because I talk about how my work weeks kind of the pace of them and how I get things done and how I find flow within my work week. And I think that's related to planning. So you can set up systems that feel natural and easy for you, and then those can be the plans that you rely on. Another example is that we have our meal plans pretty dialed in right now. So I feel like groceries and meal plans have been a major source of stress and anxiety and challenge in my relationship with my partner, but also just in my personal, like it just has to get done every single week. And I had this idea for the longest time that I wanted food to be like creative and an expression of like what, you know, like just that I wanted every meal to be different, blah, blah, blah. And I have totally departed from that 
in the current moment. Our weekly meal plan is really predictable. We shuffle through the same maybe like seven or eight things. Since the beginning of COVID, since we started staying home in March, we have had the same takeout meal from the same restaurant every single Friday. If you're local to Austin, we've been ordering from Peach Tortilla every Friday. And it's like a joke now. Our nanny lives with us. She moved in at the beginning of COVID in March. And every Friday I'm like, hey, Claudia, do you, are you okay with peach tortilla? Like I check in with Adam. Everybody's totally cool with it. We look forward to it. The order is consistent and easy. So we just, that's what we do every Friday. And so having these things that are predictable and cyclical, that our plans make the everyday running of our home much smoother. So I would highly recommend that. I remember like a year or two ago, I was listening to a woman's Instagram live and she was talking about that. She has like four kids and she was saying that they have like the same thing every single week and it has made their lives so simple. And I remember thinking like, gosh, that's so boring or whatever. But the thing is, is that dinner is a done deal then. And then if you have a desire for creative expression when it comes to food, you know, you can eat out every once in a while or you can have a creative lunch. Like there's ways to work within that, but I've really released that desire. I have the same breakfast every single day. Our weekly routine for dinners are done and then we mostly eat lunch leftovers for lunch. So that is an example of a plan that is like dialed in and working well. Now, things can be predictable. Like some things might have to change or I might get bored with that and I will adjust, but having that be reliable has been a very nice for me and I think for the rest of our family. So some of those small tactical everyday plans I think can be really helpful, but then at the same time, I have you know, connected with my inner voice. I shared in a recent episode that my inner voice told me not to include cyclical things that always happen on my to-do list. So I've taken laundry off the to-do list and I have just connected more. I've taken things off my to-do list. Like just like said, "Mm, nope, I'm not gonna do that. I actually stopped working with one of my clients that I've been working with since January. Um, online company. I've been helping her with her newsletter. I helped build a course for her. I helped build a new website for her. I love and adore her, but I just felt like it was time to like take that off my to-do list. And so I did, you know, I, I think making plans is really good, but it's also important to recognize when a plan that's in place is no longer serving you. And it takes some stillness it takes some gumption and thought to really identify the things that are ready to leave your plate but that's an important part of making plans too is being able to recognize when they're no longer serving you so I don't necessarily know if I'm owning up to the promise to talk about making plans in the face of uncertainty, (laughs) but I will say that instead of making plans, I have been spending a lot more time daydreaming, and that has been really a nice shift for me, and I think it's 
serves the same function, like it answers the same question within my body, which is like, what's around the corner? What's going to happen next? And so instead of like planning out what's going to happen for the next six months of my life, I've kind of warmed up to the idea of just dreaming and imagining and allowing my my mind to help let me know what my desires are. So we recently stayed at an Airbnb in town with a pool for a little staycation. And I there were so many things that I loved about being in this home. It's one level, it was a, a renovated home, probably built like in the 1950s, and it just felt so comfortable, but then also very new. And there were even like many elements of the home that felt just like our home, but none of our stuff was there, none of our dust or our laundry was there, so it felt like an elevated experience. And I immediately came home and started to try and replicate some of what I felt at the Airbnb. Like there were a lot more house plants. And so I was like, okay, I need to get a few more plants. And some of their plants were much larger than ours. So I started like dreaming about which of my plants could grow and then how I can maybe get some bigger plants, which <laughs> I know if you know me, you're laughing because. I have been telling people for the last several years that I have no interest in houseplants. I only want to keep humans alive and then look at what's happened to me. Like that is definitely, I think I did, I underappreciated how places in town that I would spend a lot of time in always had so many beautiful plants. And then like now that I'm home all the time, I was like, well, I need some plants. So I have, I've brought, I've brought that into my life. And I've also in this daydreaming and collecting ideas being in another home for a few days that had a pool and just seeing my kids in the home like it it helped open my eyes to whenever we move which we have no plans to move homes right now but whenever we move like I want to start dreaming of what that home looks like and so and how it feels and what features it has and so I've been really starting to I have a notes you know, page on my notes app in my phone where I'm collecting ideas and dreaming of our new home. And daydreaming has totally replaced some of my desires to make like hardcore firm plans. Last week, we talked about contrast and things not going according to our plans is a huge source of contrast in our everyday human existence. Like if you've ever set out to make a plan and then life has happened, that is contrast in a nutshell. And, you know, I think about that a lot when it comes to travel specifically. Adam and I traveled a lot for like a three-year period of time. We traveled all around the world and every time we got ready to make an international trip, all of our trips ended up being like right around 19 days. I'm not sure why, but that was just like how it happened. And we would sit down and make an in-depth Google Doc with all of our research and all of our plans and all of the details and all of the restaurants and all of the museums and places that we wanted to go, the parks, like everything. And we would like plan out our days to a T. And that's kind of our nature. Like that is a an activity that definitely brought me joy. And at the same time, I think part of those plans brought me a sense of comfort and control, but also similar to birth, there was also this expectation that tra the nature of travel is 
things are unpredictable. Things will happen. Flights will get canceled. Like a restaurant will be closed. We'll get lost, whatever. Like we just kind of knew that those things could happen. And so even though we had these really awesome plans, we remained flexible and open to the plan being more like a study guide or rough notes versus like a word by word speech that we were going to read, right? And I think this idea that it always works out, like some of our biggest travel mishaps <laughs> turned out to be like some of the best memories and some of the things that we reflect on and some of the things that brought us together. And so, you know, when thinking about, gosh, we live in this unpredictable world where so many things are going wrong right now and, and how how can we plan which Kelsey, your idea for this episode, I'm just so thankful for because I didn't even know all this was going to pour out of me. But, you know, I think that we can hold compassion and kindness and a gentle nature to the parts of us that want that plan. And then we can also stand in our strength and in our courage and let the rest of our being know like, hey, it's all going to work out. Like we can plan and also we can be flexible. So I think this is a good place to wrap up for today. I want to thank you so much for listening and sharing this space with me. I appreciate you so, so much. And it is a true joy to connect with you, each and every one of you, through coaching and emails and DMs. And even if I've never actually connected with you just to spend time with you here, I I'm loving this and I'm so thankful that you're here on the other end listening to me. It's um, been really fun to share reviews on the podcast. So here's another one from the lovely and talented and amazing Zan Farrow. Go check her out if you're not following her on Instagram. She is a designer and a creative powerhouse. She is amazing. She has a podcast and I hope she brings it back soon. Um, But here's what Zan had to say. Calming and reassuring. Listening to Kayleen always makes me feel so relaxed. In a world where there is so much noise, it's nice to tune into a podcast where you feel gently led. The perfect spot for new and seasoned woo lovers to meet. Thank you, Kayleen. Thank you, Zan. I appreciate you. I adore you. And yeah, I just, this is, this is so fun for me. If the inspiration strikes you, please feel free to leave a review. I would definitely enjoy reading it and sharing it here on the podcast and pass the podcast along to anyone who you think might enjoy or resonate with what I'm talking about. Again, make sure you go to CelebrateCultivate.com to sign up for my weekly newsletter. I send those out on Saturday mornings. And if you're interested in learning more about the Align online coaching that I'm currently offering, check that out too. All right, friends, I love you. I will talk to you soon. Have a magical day. Thank you so much for listening. Visit CelebrateCultivate.com for links and notes from today's conversation. Follow along on Instagram at Celebrate Cultivate and connect with me at Kayleen Elise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.